Hey everybody, welcome to the Author Your Dream podcast, a show dedicated to helping first-time authors write and publish their books. Through solo episodes and interviews with authors as well as industry experts, you will go away with actionable tips to help you on your writing journey. I'm really excited to be joined by Christopher Talon. Chris is a veteran, former middle school teacher, the author of the sci-fi horror novel Switchers, host of Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people, and makes being bald look awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you after uh, being on mine. Oh, I know, right? You know, I wasn't prepared because I thought it was just a strategy. Like, we're going to call and we're going to have a chat. I didn't realize it was going to be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give everybody a behind the scenes look at how it goes down. Kind of like how uh, two real estate agents might talk in the back behind the behind the client's uh, backs. <laughs> Yeah, so it was really good. It was great. And I enjoyed, you know, just the conversation and chatting with you and Jody. Um, And if you're listening to this and you're like, what are they talking about? Uh, So we did an episode with myself, Chris and Jody, um, who I had on a couple of episodes ago. And uh, Chris put it up on his podcast, Creative Ops. And if you want to listen to that, check it out. It's um, we've done something together where we're promoting each other's podcasts, uh, which actually I believe is just ended, hasn't it? Because we did two weeks of for each person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have heard the uh, promo for Chris's Creative Ops uh, last week. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out, I highly suggest you check it out. It's a great podcast. Um, and I'm, today we're going to be talking about strategizing for your release ahead of time. Um, and we're specifically going to look at how Chris created a blog and a podcast to do this. But we're going to talk about just strategizing in general. So I want to start out first, Chris, just by hearing your story and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, I was a kid that didn't really do well in school, kind of flunked out of, flunked out of college the first time I tried it, joined the military, uh, came back, became a middle school teacher. And then I ended up having, well, my wife technically ended up having too many kids. So I stayed home and started writing and a short story turned into a novel and then in an uh, effort to promote the novel ahead of its release, I started a podcast and a blog. Well, actually I started the blog, which led into the podcast. Nice. And that novel was Switchers, right? Correct. Okay. And do you want to tell us a little bit about that and where people can find it? Yeah. Uh, it's on Amazon and you can also order it to get a signed copy if you're in the United States from ChristopherTallon.com. And it's a book about kids in 1996 and they get pulled into a time travel war against their adult selves. And there's body swapping uh, by means of time travel instead of just you know pushing a button and bam, you're there. So the element is here that everyone's trying to get back into 1996 because the future has become unlivable. But uh, only one side can make it, either the kids or the adults. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. So, yeah, so if you want to check it out, you can get um, Amazon or if you're in the States on his website, which we'll have a link for that in the show notes page. 
So, Chris, let's talk about strategizing and and what we mean by strategizing and why that's so important. Yeah. So when I say strategizing for your release, I mean you don't want to just come out on the day that your book is available and then start letting people know because letting people know ahead of time is going to help you sell more books because if you have, you know, let's say 50 pre-orders, by the time that book sells, all those orders go out on that same day and then you can see yourself in the top, you know, 1,000, top 500, top 100 on, uh, on the charts. And that's always a good selling point too, versus just kind of stumbling your way into trying to sell a book here, a book there. And then maybe at the end of two months, you've sold a dozen copies. Hmm. No, that's good. Cause I know that when I released my first book, I wasn't even thinking of this, of strategizing. I wasn't thinking of, you know, how to get it out there. It was just, uh, you know, I have this dream. I want to write a book. Let me publish it, hit the publish button, sat back. And I was like, Oh, wait a second. I'm not done. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. great. And I think that's what a lot of ha- happens a lot of time for authors is they're like, oh, I'm an author. I'm going to write the book. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much thought that goes into writing an amazing story, which is the starting point. But like you said, it's just the starting point. You have to try to make a big splash on your release day. You have to try to get on podcasts. Hello. You have to try to get into news, papers, magazines, on the news, with press releases, you know, anything you can do to, to spread your name and uh, maybe uh, actually meet some people face to face too. Yeah, that's good. Like you're actually kind of talking a little bit about my next question, which is about, you know, like obviously we're talking specifically about a blog mm. um, and the podcast that you've done yeah. is, but did you have other ideas that you played with and decided, you know what? I'm not going to do these, or did you do other ones alongside them? How did that work for you? Well, the blog specifically came about because somebody who wrote nonfiction was like, oh, you're writing a book? What What's your plans for your release and strategizing and all the things that we're talking about? And I was kind of like you that first time. I was like, oh, I'm just thinking about trying to get this book done and edited and those kinds of things. Um, and they said, well, I would start a blog if I were you, because then you'll have people to at least say, hey, go buy my book. If you if you work on it for about a year or so before uh, you're planning a release, then you can build up with people, get a, uh, kind of a familiarity with some people, and then people will buy the book, and they'll not just buy the book, maybe they'll spend a few extra dollars for a signed copy. So right from the get-go, I knew that the blog was establishing kind of a you know a base for future fans. But uh, I started by just talking about what I was doing at the time, which was writing and uh, gave people writing tips and uh, tips on the process of writing, not just, you know, doing it one time and being done with it, but going back and rewriting and rewriting. And uh, that was kind of my first niche. Nice. And then obviously there's the podcast, but did you have, like you mentioned, like getting in newspapers and on podcasts and other stuff, was that part of your strategizing? No, that really didn't. That didn't come into play until like right around the time I was releasing. Um, Otherwise, I would have tried to get on podcasts like yours and like Jody's, you know, maybe a month or a couple of weeks ahead of time. Um, But yeah, I'm in my in the position of now kind of playing catch up, but uh, it's okay. Because I think that it's really good that we're kind of getting this and getting sharing this now with people, because obviously the audience that I'm targeting are first time authors. People have that dream. Mm -hmm. You know, and these are the mistakes and the things that we wished we had known. 
before. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, well, I don't need to strategize. I just want to focus on writing my book. You know, take it from us. You know, we've, we've done it. We've written. We've gotten to that point where like, oh, no, we need to strategize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would highly recommend to anybody starting a blog at least a year ahead of time because it slow at first and then, you know, you'll, you'll build and you'll see the numbers of uh, people following and reading going up more substantially over time. Um, same thing with the podcast too, which I know we're not talking about that yet, but give it, give it time. Either one of those things that you're going to do to, uh, to build up. Cause you can't just start a blog two weeks later, drop a book and be like, Hey, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And is that what you did is you did a year in advance before you started, when you started your blog to when you launched your book? I tried to start it a year before. And at that time I was talking to some small presses and, um, one I very nearly signed with, but I just uh, I, I couldn't get on board with their terms and they couldn't get off board with their terms. So then I started the whole process of self-publishing. So the blog actually probably started closer to two years before the book actually released. Yeah, maybe even maybe even more than that. But yeah, I would I would recommend starting it as soon as you have the idea that you're going to release a book. Do a blog. Write about other people's books that you like write about music, write about anything that you like, just get a people group of people around you, you know? Okay. That's great. And is it, uh, something that you do every week, every month? What's the consistency looking like? I try to do two to four posts a week. Usually two is the minimum. And if I'm just, you know, feeling, <laughs> feeling a little crazy or something, I might do five or six, but, uh, yeah, I found typically like three, give or take is a pretty good number where people will kind of be more apt to pay attention to you because there's just so much stuff on the internet. If they see something coming every couple of days, then they're, they're more apt to pay attention. Okay. I think. Great. And did you strategize for the blog and planning out your post or did you just, you know, have an idea, sit down and write it and say, okay, let's get this out. Started out strategizing a lot, thinking about what time of day I would release, what days of the week. And, um, over time, I've just kind of gotten more like, hey, as long as I've got two out by Thursday, I'm good. <laughs> so it's uh, I've become a lot less structured with it, which I think I've kind of found a, a good middle ground between being too uptight about it, being too loose with it, and being somewhere in the middle where you're still kind of projecting comfort, um, but not, uh, not, not, yeah. Too uptight okay. or too loose. And I know with a podcast, you know, you're aiming at people. You're aiming at a group. So for the Author Your Dream podcast, it's the new and the aspiring author. So those are the people that I'm... Which I love, by the way. Thank you. It was uh, something that I I realized when I was writing mine, like there are people like Joanna Penn, the Creative Pen podcast. Have you heard that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she was amazing, had great information, had, you know, 26 books, a six-figure author. And, but if, I'm like, oh, I'll never be here. Yeah. I'll never be at that point. So I was like, where's the podcast for me? Where's from the perspective that I'm asking? And that's where this all, that all came from. So yeah. for a podcast, it was, this is who I'm targeting. Was it like that for the blog or was it just, hey, you know, let me write this. You know, I'm writing about music. I'm writing about things I like. You know, were you focused more or, and should somebody be focused more when it comes to a blog? I highly recommend being focused. 
there's uh, someone says you should have like three to five pillars of things that people can constantly expect. Like one of those three to five things anytime they read about your blog. That's a great rule. Um, and I do kind of stick to that. Usually people are going to find out about writing tips, something about my book and or where I'm going to be with my book, um, stuff about my podcast, and then just general creativity stuff. So um, yeah, I, I would say have three to five things that are regularly in your mix uh, and you can make it as specific as you want. It could be just about writing or it could be just a book review blog even. Excellent. No, that's good because we've heard a lot in the past um, from some people saying that, you know, you don't need a blog. Like if you don't feel that you can keep up with it and you don't feel that you can do it, you don't need to yeah. do it. It's it's used to be that way, but it's moved a little bit away from that. But if you want to do a blog, which I think is great hearing your perspective, because I will be honest, I have a blog. I am terrible at keeping updated and doing that. But I also have a podcast, so that that uh, helps there. But for somebody first starting out... Yeah, well, and the blog can be twofold too. You can sell your book on it. You can promote your podcast with it too. Half of the time, I'll just put out a thing that'll just basically be my show notes from the podcast with a little clicky box that you can listen to it in a blog form. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then where in the process did the podcast come? I had been blogging just my own blog for about a year and uh, bumped into somebody whose kid went to school at the same school my kid did. And he's like, oh, I have a podcast now. What are you up to? I said, oh, I'm writing a book and I've got a blog. He's like, oh, well, why don't you do blogs for us? And I started doing blogs for them uh, and their podcast, which is called Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered, if anybody's interested. Um and at one point they had me come on their show as a guest. And then they said, hey, you know, we're starting a production company. Um, we'd love to help you start your own. We think you'd be good at it and we won't charge you. And this way you'll be kind of our like model, like, look, see, this is this is what you can have. And um, so I lucked into it, really. Somebody said, hey, do a podcast. And I was just like, I don't know. And they're like, it'll be free. And I was like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but if you're going to start a podcast, I would niche down and be more specific. Uh, creative Ops is a podcast for creative people. I talk to people that are, you know, in my opinion, quote unquote, creative. And uh, some people are like, uh, okay. And other people think that's, you know, great. They, they love the variety. And I'm, I'm kind of of that mind too, because I'm a little ADD. <laughs> nice. But it, it has hindered the growth of the show, I think. In the, at least in the beginning, it hindered the growth just because... People weren't quite sure what it was, you know? Right. So what would you have done differently? Like if you're able to go back and, and redo it, what would you have done differently? I might have focused just on like writers and artists, something that was more, more of an artsy show specifically. Because I don't know, mine is like, kind of like, arts, entrepreneurship, culture, um, and bounces around. And I've had episodes that were almost three hours long and we were talking about like shows that our kids watched on TV. So, uh, my advice would be, yeah, kind of figure out what you want to talk about and try to keep your show to an hour or less, at least while you're started. Cause most people weren't listening past like 45 to 55 minutes. 
Yeah. So I thought I was being cool like Joe Rogan, but other people were like, this is too long. <laughs> and no, that's good. Cause was it, uh, I don't know the statistics, but it's like in a commute time is what they suggest. Don't they? Oh, that would make sense because yeah, I I've seen a lot of analytics where it's like on average 45 to 55 minutes, which is like, yeah, drive to and from work. Yeah. And that's what I try and keep the, this podcast. I try and keep it to, I mean, I think 53 minutes is about the average for, for my podcast, but, uh, unless it's like really good and I'm like, Hey, we need to go over (laughs) and then I don't go much over that. Yeah. 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 Same now. Now I have to be like, Hey man, it's been an hour already. Can you believe it? Let's start wrapping it up. (laughs) Whereas I used to say, Hey, are you okay to keep talking? Cause I mean, I got nothing to do. (laughs) Nice. So I'm looking at the blog, what are some things that you did right and what are some things you did wrong when it came to your blog? And actually the same question for the podcast, but let's focus on the blog first and then. Well, this is kind of a social media answer, but it does tie into the blog directly. So I'm going to go with it. Um, biggest mistake I made was I got on all the social media platforms, but I didn't have the same name for all of them. And I think I, at one point I actually had like three or four different names on you know, three or four different platforms. So one piece of advice somebody gave me was try if you can to make all your social media names the same, which helps because then when you're doing your blog, you can put in your show notes at such and such and it just pops up on on everything is what it's supposed to. Um, But yeah, integrate your social media with your blog for sure because just throwing stuff out on a blog, some people will read it, but um, put it out on Twitter, put it out on Facebook, put it out on Instagram, if you want to, I like Instagram, but people don't leave the app a lot. I've found Twitter and Facebook are more likely to bring you people that will actually leave that app that can't talk today, the app to come see what you've done. And have you you adventured into TikTok or anything or? I have, I'm slowly growing a following there, but I've (laughs) That one of the first things I posted was a video of me um, when I was on the news talking about my book. And the first comment I got was, you were on TV and you only have 20 followers. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, I've kind of been a little salty, like, okay, TikTok. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> right, so it was uh, integrating your social medias. What else? Um. So yeah, I didn't do that and it took me a long time to figure out that, oh, you'll get a lot more people to your blog and then vice versa from the blog to those social medias. Um, I think the one thing that I did right was I just stuck with it because a lot of people, same thing with podcasts, I'm sure you've seen people will do it for a month, six months and go, oh man, I'm not famous yet and then just give up. Keep doing it. Like There's going to be a week or two where you don't want to do it find just look at something else that you posted that did well and rewrite the same thing and post it again. You know what I mean? But just keep at it. And, uh, eventually you'll get surprised like, Oh man, look how far I've come. Mm. And, and so that's for the blog. What about for the podcast? Okay. Podcast people make sure that your podcast is available on all of the platforms. Don't just be like, well, it's on Apple. That's good enough because, there's not one chunk of places that uh, just covers everything. So get it on everything. Um, 
also try to keep your intros short because <laughs> I think the longest intro I ever did was like five minutes long and people didn't even listen to the podcast because they're like, oh my God, this intro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, with podcasts, be as consistent as you can. Try to hit a certain day that you put them out. If not a certain, you know, if you don't get it on that day, still put it out that week. Don't leave people hanging. People like punctuality. They like to know that you're going to be there when you say you are. Um, and yeah, if you if you can come up with a specific idea for a podcast, I think that will help you grow it faster. Whether it's talking about old cars or NFTs or sports or whatever. Um, if you're passionate about a thing, there's probably a lot of other people that are too. I tried to cast a big net and I would say that it took me twice as long to build a following as a lot of people probably did. Mm. No, that's good. I, I think just kind of thinking about the things that you're talking about podcast wise, uh, for me, I think my biggest mistake was not realizing that it was okay to try different things. Like I went a long time doing the same thing mm. because I felt I had to, I was like, Oh, I started it. So now, I have to keep doing it. And I'm like, I hated doing it. It wasn't my thing. It was um, solo episodes early on. So I do a solo episode now, once, one a month I try. Mm. Uh, but in the beginning, like I was, I mean, I think in the beginning and when you're in your podcasting, I don't know, newborn infancy stage, you're getting used to talking on <laughs> yeah. a microphone. You're getting used to the sound of your voice because I hate the sound of my voice, my recorded voice, <laughs> which, I mean, ironically, I'm a pastor. <laughs> Many people do. I'm a yeah. pastor. And then I'm like, oh, let me start a <laughs> podcast. But I hate my voice. <laughs> yeah. So you get over this, like, you're going through this awkward phase of just getting comfortable with doing podcasting and learning how to have a conversation with somebody and how to um direct and lead a conversation especially if it's not going well in the early days i had a i had a lady who came on the show and she answered every question that i because i used to send all the questions to my guest that i was going to ask him she answered all like 15 mm. questions in the first five minutes and i it was like a 45 minute show and i'm like oh no what am i going to do and so it was really hard to like drag yeah. that out. So, but then somebody said, you know, yeah. just try something new. And it was like, you know, a light bulb when I'm like, I can yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm still debating changing the name of my show because creative ops is actually like a category of things that people do in like the creative technical sector. And that doesn't have anything to do with my show. So I was like, oh, uh, I actually came up with the name for my show. Here's a good way to not come up with the name for your podcast. <laughs> I put um, keywords into a podcast name generator. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I came up with it. I thought it was cool. Like, ooh, creative. Like, I'm creative in ops. Like, I used to be in the military and I was in the special ops thing for a little bit and the two come together that way. And, you know, the show has nothing to do with me being in the military. So that was a dumb name. And it also makes the show sound like it's something that it isn't sometimes. Mm. So come up with a good name. Don't use a generator and be
be willing to change the name like Jody did. He didn't like the name of his podcast and he just changed it. That's right. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what it was before. Do you remember? It was create collaborate with eights in the eight spots. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now it's the reluctant book marketer with Jody Sperling. Yeah. Which sounds way more like what you're actually going to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I first discovered him, I was like, hey, you know, that sounds like me because I've been doing this for a while and I've been uh, published author since 2018. But that doesn't mean that I'm I love book marketing. (laughs) Sometimes it's a slog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think. Oh, man, a ton of times it is. He had a really good episode with them. Stephen James, who is a guy that I met and listened to talk about writing one time and a great writer. And he says that even now he sells like a million copies of every book that he's put out and he still is responsible for running his own social media, doing a lot of his own marketing, trying to get on podcasts and radio shows and things like that. So he has his kid do it for him. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I should do. I got a 20 year old. I should uh, put her to work. (laughs) So Chris, how has the, the blog and the podcast and the other stuff that you strategize help you with selling your books? Well, I know that probably 60 to 80% of the people that pre-ordered my book listened to the podcast. And most of the people that in that first month or so that ordered an autographed copy listen to the podcast. So it's an amazing tool if you're um, charming, bald, and beautiful like me. <laughs> no, but seriously, it is an amazing tool if, uh, if you're talking about stuff that you like and you're, you're having fun while you're doing it. People like that. They like your vibe. They'll check mm-hmm. out your art, you know? Can I just throw that out there for your future rename? Charming, bald, and beautiful. Just put that in the hat. <laughs> You know what? I don't hate that at all. <laughs> For the last like five, six months, I've been going creative ops, man. Change it before you get to episode 100. <laughs> just just change it. Selling your book and getting the word out there doesn't mean that you just have to constantly talk or write about your book, does it? Yeah, no, I mean, I I put the word out there on the podcast and on the on the blog and I use that to tell people where I'm going to be, but that's been my big thing lately is trying to get into events and into unlikely places. Like uh, you can buy my book if you're in the lobby of a, a cannabis dispensary here in Grand Rapids. Um, <laughs> it's in a couple different um, libraries and small mm. businesses around town. And I've been in some book fairs and some art markets at some music shows and people just walk up, I've got a sign in some books, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And uh, oh, I'm just selling this book. And then you get to talking, people buy a book from you, people tune into your podcast, follow you online, mm. becomes a whole thing. Yeah, those are some uh, interesting places to place your book that aren't always the necessarily the natural. Like, I wouldn't think, hey, let me put my book in a cannabis dispensary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um Actually, I'm wearing their shirt right now. They gave me a shirt. Um, uh, My book tour that I'm on right now is called Everywhere But Bookstores uh, because 
bookstores, and, and, and I'm not hating on them as a reader, but as an author, they want a 55% discount off the title, and then they want usually 50 to 60% of the profit on the sale tag. So, you know, if you sell your book for $15, $16, they're going to make 5 to $8 on it. You're going to make a quarter, if that. Mm. So I just said, you know what? I'm not going to play the, the regular game. I'm going to do this to actually try to make a career. You know, a million people are in the bookstores. That's not going to do me any, any good just being in a bookstore. So I'm hitting the streets, as they say. No, I, lo- I absolutely love that everywhere but bookstores. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, let's talk a little bit about how you pick blog posts and podcast topics. Yeah, sure. Um, most of the podcasts lately have been interviews and a lot of times it's people that I meet at some of these events. Um, people that I see on Instagram, because like, like I said, I like Instagram, even though I know it's not the best tool. Uh, personally, I just, I'm addicted to it. Um, so I find a lot of people on that. And then we talk about their personal history, how they got into art, what their creative process looks like, and where people can get their art kind of, uh, you know, in a nutshell. And then we also just sometimes talk about random stuff. Um, and then every now and then I'll have a solo episode and I try to focus on something that has to do with creativity. And like the last one was uh, using art to, to grow your soul. And I talked about a letter that Kurt Vonnegut wrote to a group of students saying, you know, do art, doesn't matter what it is, do it, do it with passion and uh, it'll, it'll make your life fuller. So I saw an article that just talked about that letter and that inspired an episode. Um, for blogging, a lot of times, if I'm writing about writing, then if I do something um, while I'm editing and I go, man, this is a thing that definitely needs to get fixed. I'll go, oh, you know what? I should talk about that. And I'll write a blog post that says, you know, don't write things where characters behave in a way that doesn't maintain their number one interest at all times. Because if you have a character that goes, Oh no, main character, you need to live. I will die so you can go on. Nobody does that in real life. That person's going to be running for the exits too. Um, so I was like, you know, number one rule for writing believable characters, they should all have their own interests at heart almost 99% of the time. I figured that out while I was editing and I went, huh, eh, that's a good rule. Turned it into a blog post. So um, I, try to, <laughs> I try to share my shortcomings and turn them into mm. lessons, <laughs> I guess would be a, one way to think of it. Okay, no, that's good. That's kind of how I parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> no, that's that's good. I know for me, when I, like, I'll sit down and I'll think of um, some ideas and I'll be like, okay, what do I wish I had known before I publish my book? And then I'll yeah. dive into, yeah. um, where do I go? I go, Facebook is where I get a lot of my ideas. A lot of people are like, oh, hey, what about this? And I'll see like people giving advice and giving opinions and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, this would be a great topic to cover. Um, I found last month I just, I did like a whole series of the whole month. I didn't mean to actually, but it ended up being like halfway through. I'm like, this is all, (laughs) you know, this is all about marketing. So I'm like, let's make this marketing month. And so I interviewed people all about marketing from different aspects, different angles 
I even tackled some subject, some subject matter that I've already done just from a different person's perspective. Because what's going to happen what's gonna, is people are going to listen and they'll be like, oh, you know what? We've heard this before, but I'm hearing this again and it's actually making sense now. Yeah. So for me, it's the coming yeah. up with ideas like what I wish I had known, um, what other people are asking. And then yeah. like I'll just randomly get a co- piece of something in a conversation with an author or um, my wife when we're talking about when I'm yeah. talking to her about writing and she's listening, she's so good at uh, feigning interest in my interests that I don't even know that she's not interested. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. I told her one day, I was like, you know what? You're really good. <laughs> Me, when I don't, I'm not interested in anything. I'm like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then what happened? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've learned now. My wife and I have been married for... 15 years. So now I can tell when she's doing it because she'll just go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she'll repeat one or two of the last words I said. (laughs) And I'll just be like, you're not paying attention. She's like, no, no, no. And then she'll say like one or two words. I'm like, use those words in a sentence. She's like, uh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, That's great. My daughter is, she was talking to me today. She's like, dad, what are some of your bad habits? And I was like, uh, not listening. Or not like mm. giving my full attention to something because like, my wife, she'll be sitting here, she'll be talking to me. And it's mostly if I'm preoccupied or I'm thinking about or already doing something else. Mm. Like I'll just do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then like five minutes later, I'll be like, wait, what? And it's something I've done for since yeah. we were married and <laughs> she knows when I'm not listening to her. But she's just like, you know, I said that five minutes ago, right? I'm like, yeah, that's my bad habit. That's where being a teacher and a parent also helps too because one thing I learned when I was teaching is that most people aren't listening to everything that you say and if it's really important, you need to check to make sure that they heard it. So I, I do that to my kids all the time. I'll say something to them. They go, okay, dad. And I go, now you tell me what I said. And go, uh, <laughs> tell me again. And then I tell them and then I go, what did I say? And then they tell me. And now my wife does the same thing to me. If I don't look at her, like get off my phone and look at her while I'm, when I say, uh-huh, she goes, what did I say? And I go, it's uh, huh? And then I stop and look at her. Okay. Now I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that conversation with my daughter has actually given me an idea yeah. uh, for an episode about writing negative traits and bad habits and, and how to approach that and do that effectively. So like things Ooh. like that for, for me and just for, for everybody listening, you know, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you can get inspiration for topics um, on blog posts and podcast topics from you know pretty much anywhere. You just have to be tuned in to thinking in that manner, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. I, I do that sometimes where I'll see somebody and I'll go, oh, man, I wish I could ask this person this question. Or I'll see a thing and I'll go man, if I just had the person right here, right now, I could ask him this, this, and this. <laughs> now, Chris, I'm thinking about um, just about getting guests for you and on your podcast to talk about certain things because how do you go about doing that? Yeah, for example, for me, like I started, sorry, Chris, I think there's a lag and I think you're talking as I'm talking and then, <laughs> all right, you go first. <laughs> All right. So for example, uh, for me, when I first started out, it was constantly like, 
going out and trying to find people and be like, oh, they're interesting or they've written this article about this topic. Let me go and reach out to them and let me do mm-hmm. this. And and for the first probably year and a half, that's how I did it. But then I started getting people coming to me. And now I still do go out and say, oh, hey, I read this article. It was fantastic. Yeah. Would you like to come on the show? But I have I have a lot of people saying, oh, hey, let me pitch you this. You know, this, I think your audience would like this. And I've had really, really good pitches. Like mm. I had one lady, which I've, I'm, I'm writing a new book about like how to like promote, get promoted and get on podcasts and stuff like that as an author is, is a book that I'm working on. And I asked if I could use her, her email because it was a fantastic pitch. It was here are three topics that yeah. I think your audience would get benefit from and here's why they would benefit and that like each of them had that and i was like that's amazing then i get really bad pitches that are like hey i wrote a book i'm uh, it's amazing i think your audience is gonna love it you should have me on and i'm like uh congratulations i'm i'm so happy for you but where's like where's the benefit for the audience it's not a book promotion podcast which I do promote books and I, I give my guests the opportunity to talk about it, but it's not about promoting. It's about providing the value <laughs> anytime. <laughs> yeah, so that's for me. That's how I do it. What about you? So it was for sure, at least a year of really trying hard to get people to come on the show and maybe half of them would respond. <laughs> and of the half that responded, maybe 75% were like, yeah, sure. Um, but then slowly over time, uh, I also tell people that come on the show and I I think I told you if I didn't, then I'm telling you now, um, if you've been on my show, then you have free reign to say, Hey, this person would be really good on your show. And so I do, I get a lot of that. Um, and I've had a few people reach out just from being on other podcasts too and say, Hey, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast. I think, um, like I had a PR guy reach out to me. He's like, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast. I think my client would be a good fit on your show. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, now as far as going out and actually trying to find people, it's mostly been lately people that I've met live at different events that I've been at. Um, historically, a lot of it has been stuff that I've seen on social mm-hmm. media and I just reached out through social media or if I saw they had a website, I would reach out through that because some people appreciate the, you know, using their, their contact forms on their websites if they have them. Um, so that's a good advice to use. If somebody has a website with a contact form, use it. They appreciate it. Um, things I wouldn't do is, yeah, like say I'm really awesome and I think people would like me. So have me on. My show, I don't necessarily have like a set thing for people to get out of it other than to be inspired. So really, I guess the thing would be if you're trying to get on my podcast, um, say, hey, I've done this, this and this in my life and now I make this kind of art. And I'd be like, oh, well, that's pretty interesting. And that's that's how you'd get me. If you have a, a interesting story to how you came to become an artist, then just share that with me. And then that's how I would go from there. Um, yeah, for anybody that's curious about trying to get on my show specifically, but, uh, yeah, a show like yours where it's, uh, a very specific, this is what you're going to get out of it doing what you just said. Like, here's some things I could talk about. 
Um, and then one or two things that show that they've actually listened to your show before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so key is like showing that you've actually listened to the show and you understand what the purpose and the audience is like, like you said, yours is inspirational and for inspiring people, which is fantastic. But a show like mine that is specific, you know, I mean, I love inspirational stories, but what are people going to yeah. get from it? How are they going to go further in their author journey because of your interview? You know, so it's, you know, for anybody, we're talking about strategizing here. And one of the things that we talked about early on was getting on podcasts. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I'm connecting that in here. <laughs> you know, but so make sure you listen. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good one. And if, if you get on one, then say, hey, man, if you've got any friends that are looking for people, because a lot of podcasters know other podcasters. And I would be wary of a podcaster that doesn't know any other podcasters. <laughs> Chris, what is one piece of actionable advice that you would give to somebody when they're approaching strategizing? I would definitely start as soon as you can. If you have an idea that you're going to be selling a book or anything, but specifically, I guess, probably more books for this crowd. Start as soon as you can with how am I going to get this to people? Start reaching out to people and saying, hey, I have a book that's going to be releasing at such and such date. I've listened to your podcast. I could talk about this, this, and this. Start reaching out to as many people as you can comfortably. Don't just form letter a bunch of people because we just talked about how much that sucks. Um, hit up social media, but don't be annoying about your book because there are people out there. Sorry if you're one of those people that are listening. If every <laughs> other post is a picture of your book cover, people are not going to dig it. <laughs> be original. Show some stuff. Show some personality online. Um yeah and and just think of the future plan for the future and do things ahead of time so that you're not trying to do it all a week before release Mm, excellent and how can people get in contact with you if they want to or connect with you on social media and stuff i yeah i'm on uh facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at Talon writes with two L's and Christopher Talon.com. And uh, yeah, if they just want to hear my voice, creative ops comes out weekly, wherever you get podcasts. 